So thank you, Devon, uh, for your hard work and everybody else who organized this online uh, event. And I mean, Gaia House is very, very dear to my heart. And so anything I can do uh, to help out, I am so happy to do that. But also, I think in a way, what does Gaia House stand for? I think actually Gaia House stands for community and care in challenging times which is a topic of this uh, event, because in a way, Gaia House is like a refuge, but also the practice is like a refuge. And also the Dharma is like a refuge. And of course, it's not a refuge just in difficult time, but at the moment we are in challenging time. And although it seems that we're moving forward, that it be at Gaia House, that it be in our life, in terms of kind of, kind of being able to travel more, to meet more, to be uh, sometime together more uh, in real life. I think to me, this is so important, the topic of this. And what I want to speak about today is actually one of the important thing, communication, because in a way, communication is about how do we listen? How do we speak to each other? And how can our meditation and how can our practice help us to communicate in such a way that we can bridge our differences, in such a way that we can work together more harmoniously, more kindly, in such a way that we can relate to each other. To me, this is very important. So this is what I would like to look at now. In a way, first, as I'm a very practical person, I want to look at listening. How do we listen? And some of you might have heard me say this before, some not. Personally, I've noticed that we actually listen in three ways. The first way, we listen, but we're actually waiting for the person to stop so we can say something so much more interesting. So here we're actually doing three things. We're kind of listening, one third. We're trying to remember the interesting thing we want to say, one third. And we're waiting for the person to stop, one third. I would not say this is like great listening. Or we listen, and actually, we look in the right direction, but people speak to us, and then we think about something totally else, the shopping list or whatever it might be. And when at the end of what they say, they ask us, what do you think? We actually have no idea what they said. And so here, this is very important, interesting in terms of meditation, about attention, about the fact that if we don't pay attention, even if our ears are operative, we actually did not hear the person. Or we hear the person, we listen to the person, but we overreact to what they say and we amplify, which is not going to be so helpful. So personally, I think in terms of community, in terms of care, this is one of the most important practice, is cultivating what I call creative wise listening, 
where we really just listen. And I think the meditation there is really such uh, a practice, such an art of listening. And so with this creative wise listening, we totally listen to the person. We don't think about something else. We don't prepare something. We don't wait for some, them to stop impatiently. We just listen. And when we do that with this wise creative listening, what happens is that we really listen to them. Our whole organism listens to them. And then when we respond to them, we generally say something which is quite wise and quite compassionate and actually quite relevant, quite appropriate. And often we're surprised by, oh, I did not know I could say this, which is so relevant. So I think in a way, the creative wise listening is going to allow us to really, in a way, connect fully with the other person. So you have this 50-50 existence we're sharing our existence, we're sharing the communication. And it's not what I would call kind of like a 90% selfing in listening. And then just a person being like a little in the background so far away, but we really together in that moment. And so that's why in the meditation, what I like to do is just to do listening to sound. And to me, listening to sounds in meditation, it's such a different modality. We're not looking for something like the breath or sensation, but we're just opening, we're just kind of cultivating receptivity of whatever arises. And then what we also try to do is not to bring so much judgment into it. And this is in a way the, a little bit the challenge of listening meditation is to notice how mm, I like this sound, mm, I don't like this sound, and how some sound make us proliferate. And so it's so interesting, can I listen to the sound as a sound? And so I'll talk a little bit more about it when we'll do uh, the meditation in terms of listening meditation. So we have this creative wise listening, but then we have the other side of communication is how do we speak? This is such an interesting point. How do we speak? And the Buddha, of course, as one of the eightfold paths, I mean, one of the eightfold paths is actually about wise speech. So in a way, he considers speaking to be so important that it's one of the eightfold path. And so it's kind of like, how do we speak? And, and when we do meditation, what we notice is how often our speech takes us over. This is, to me, so fascinating to look at. Sometimes you say something and you think to yourself, but why did I say this? Or sometimes I even, you know, I said to myself, but what I said is stupid. Why did I say this stupid thing? You know, and sometimes you, it's kind of like you're speaking and suddenly like something takes you over. 
it can be like stress, it can be excitement, it can be feeling a little kind of unsafe, it can be fear, it can be lots of things, which then we go in a very strange mode of speaking. And it's not necessarily wise speech. And that's why in a way, when we do a retreat, like if we can uh, do a retreat at Gaia House and often like a seven day retreat at Gaia House, they are silent. The retreat are silent and it's not to give people a hard time, but they are silent in order for us to look at speech differently. And to me, this is why long ago when I was a nun in Korea, I decided as a special practice to be silent for a month. So I was silent for a month. And after the month, to me, it was very, very revelatory in terms of speech, in terms of suddenly asking myself, but do I really need to say this? Am I not? Or if I told a story and people did not seem interested, well, maybe I don't need to tell that story. And I started to have a very different relationship to speech instead of it being automatic, being about me, they have to listen to me or whatever it was. It was more about, hmm, maybe not. So in a way we can also have what I would call creative wise speech. And so in a way, how do we speak? One of the things to look at, I think in terms like here we're looking in terms of communication, in care, in challenging time. And so what I find something to look at is when we find ourselves explaining something to somebody. So, you know, somebody doesn't know something or somebody doesn't get something and they kind of like, hmm? So when that happens, what do we do? Because I mean, this is communication, this is speaking. And generally we kind of get in a funny mood. So either we talk louder, either we think we're really they're stupid to not get this or whatever. What is interesting is that some unpleasantness comes in. And so I think this is actually a practice I find interesting is if somebody doesn't understand something, if somebody did not hear you well, or whatever it is, how do you explain? What tone do you take? Uh, how do, are you respectful? Are you careful of assumption you might make by the fact that either they did not hear you well, or either you think they did not listen, or either you think they did not get it? What happens? This is very interesting. How do we explain things to each other? That it be something very simple, like where is the salt? Or where is this or that to the grand theory of a universe? How do we explain? To me, this is really something which becomes part of the Dharma practice. And it also is part of how do we work together? How do we bridge differences. And then there is another one. Uh, how do we speak when actually somebody might have made a mistake? 
or was not aware of something or did something a little, you know, off or not really on target. What do we do? Do we think mm, it doesn't matter? Or do we criticize? And here is very interesting in terms of the practice of awareness. I'm not saying that if somebody make a mistake, we should never criticize them. But I think what we have to see is what meditation helps us to see. Is it something light? Is it something repetitive that they do again and again? Is it something harmful? So do I need, if somebody make a mistake or whatever it might be, do I need to immediately go into criticizing them? And if they make that mistake or misunderstanding or what is it, then do we go into picking on them or do we go into nagging them? This, I can guarantee you, is not going to help harmony either among the group, either with just another person. And to me, this was kind of like a revelation. Uh, my first revelation about nagging was many, many, many years ago. I found myself nagging and I thought, but this is what my mother does. Do I want to do this? I did not like it when she did it to me. Is the other person going to like it if I do that? And so very early on, this is something I really try not to do. But nowadays, what I look a little bit is, somebody make a little mistake, do I need to do anything about it? Not, not, it's just happened. It passes, it's, I make mistake, other people make mistake, and then we can see which one can I just let it be lightly and which one I really need to look what's the conditions and which one is harmful and then I really need to say something and then the question is how do I do that because in a way if there is a difficulty so if there is a differences if there is a difficulty how are we going to hear each other but if there is arm, you want the arm to stop. But we all know that if we say to somebody, don't do this, they might stop doing it, but they might not stop doing it. So in a way, the aim, if it's harmful, is how could we meet each other in such a way that this harm could stop? And, and to me, this is what, again, creative-wise speech, creative-wise listening, creative-wise attention, you bring to the situation. What's the situation? How would this person hear me? What can I say? What kind of vocabulary? What kind of tone am I using in such a way that they can hear me? And to me, this is in a way, if you speak, Obviously, I presume you want to be heard. And then how are you going to present the thing? Are the people going to shut off? Are the people going to really listen to what you say?
So I think this is in a way, what are the condition I can bring to my speech so that the other person is going to listen to me. And then there was something also I thought uh, I could mention is in a way to look a little bit at not how, but why. In a way, why do we speak? What, what, is speak, what is speech about? Because in a way, the Buddha put it as one of the eightfold paths. So he must have thought speech is important. Speech is a vital activity. So in a way, we need to cultivate wise, creative, compassionate speech. And so then it can be interesting to see, but what am I speaking? Am I speaking to express myself, to express my love, my appreciation, my care? This is an interesting one. When do I speak? Do I speak only when things are necessarily to be spoken? So you are, are you a person of very few words and only then you might be more likely to say something when there is a mistake? Or are you somebody who really like to express yourself that it be good or bad? And so you're really always ready to appreciate others, to express your love, to express your care. So this is interesting. I mean, it doesn't mean that somebody who doesn't want to say a few words need to say a lot and vice versa. But how is our modality of speaking? And how do we bring wisdom and compassion within it? And so to me, when we look at speech, okay, it's to communicate. I would say it's to connect, it's to share. Is to, but it's also to relate. Sometimes it can be to be seen. Generally, it's to be listened to. But also, can it be to connect in terms of expressing our care? I care for you. I care for this relationship. I care for this community. And what was interesting in terms of wise speech, one of the things that the Buddha really thought about was in a way, in terms of a group, in terms of a community, and especially nowadays in challenging times, is how can we help harmony? And so, of course, we can help harmony by being nice to each other and saying nice things to each other, of course. But what was interesting is that in terms of his community, one of the methods he had was of what, during the season of meditation, which was three months, every 15 days, everybody would gather together and actually they would say, oh, uh, I made a mistake. I am sorry, I did this or I did that. And then everybody could express that each of them might have made some mistake and everybody heard it. And then the idea was that, oh, in the future, I will try not to repeat it. So in a way, the speaking in terms of the harmony was not just to 
speak softly to each other, but also to find a way to deal with challenges, to deal with difficulty. And so often we need speaking for that as well as listening. And so I think at another level, of course, we have to be safe, we have to be careful. But this is one of the most beautiful uh, moment I had long ago. I used to actually long, long ago, I used to help the coordinators uh, at Gaia House. So once every two weeks, I used to meet with them and used to try to deal with difficulty or situation. And then one day there was some difficulty. And before to talk about the difficulty, I thought, could we each say the habits we have which might create difficulty. And then we, in a very safe atmosphere, each of us said the, ton, the maybe the difficult habit we had, which could create difficulty. So everybody went. And to me, what was uh, remarkable is that generally people think, oh, they do this, but they're not aware of it or they do this on purpose to annoy me. And in that meeting, everybody realized that, oh no, everybody was aware of their kind of, you know, difficult habits. And they did not to be, intend to be difficult. They did not do it on purpose, but actually they could not stop themselves in certain conditions. And so to me, that's what I like to finish with is to be careful that when we talk about wise listening, wise speaking, we're not talking about becoming perfect. So we always listen 100% and we speak wisely 100%. But that actually we're looking at what are the conditions which will help me to do wise listening. What are the conditions which will help me to do this wise, compassionate speech? And so to see that we can't always do that. So, and so to really notice when we do, oh yeah, I really listened to that person. Oh, I spoke and it was so relevant. And to say, oh yeah, I can do that. But also to see that if I am a little stressed, if I am tired, if I am impatient, this is a big one. If I am impatient, if I want something in a certain way, up, then something will happen to listening and to speaking. And so here, I think that's what we have to bring within the context of community and care in challenging time, how the Dharma can help us, how can meditation help us, is in a way, in creative wise compassion and creative wise compassion, not just for ourselves and not just for others, but for both. And to see that at time we will be limited in how we can be creatively wisely compassionate for others, but at time two, we'll be limited toward being creatively, wisely, compassionate to ourselves. So again, we also have to see 
that we talk to ourselves and we listen to ourselves. This is interesting. We are listening to ourselves a lot of the time. And what are we saying to ourselves? Are we being kind to ourselves? Or are we being criticized to ourselves? Are we explaining things to ourselves in a strange way? Or are we clarifying things to ourselves? So I think this is something also to look at in a way. And meditation in a way can help us to see this inner dialogue of listening and speaking. And so not only to work in terms of being with others, but also listening, how do we speak to ourselves? And then also bridging this with others, especially in this challenging time. And one of the things I would say to be careful about is assumption. Assuming that somebody says something because of this, or assuming that somebody listened in that way because of this because they don't care, or because of that, or be, but just listen to the person. And if you really don't understand or don't know, if you can ask it in a creative way to, where do they come from? What is going on here in terms of them and less in terms of ourselves? So I think very much with this creative wise speaking and listening, there is also that opportunity to really lessen the selfie and to really have this what I would call treating equally self and others that we cultivate when we cultivate equanimity. So that's what I wanted to say today. So what I like to suggest is we just stand for a few seconds to stretch a little and then we'll sit. So for the listening meditation, I have opened my window, but I have no idea if you can hear the sound from my window because of the Zoom, the way they work. So if you hear the sound of bells and cars, this is from the window, and it's a little the idea of it. But with listening meditation, I'm also aware that not everybody can hear to the same degree, doesn't have all the same acuity. And also you are in different places and some place could be very quiet, other place could have more sound. So let's see how it goes. But if you find a comfortable posture, the back is straight, the shoulders are open. Then gently 
opening to the sounds of the world, to the music of life. Listening to sounds, we cultivate being aware of impermanence as sound comes and go. When we listen to sound, we can either pay attention to the space in which the sound happens, or we can just be aware of a specific sound coming and going, whatever suits us.
listening to sounds, being with what is unpredictable.
listening to sound, being with what is impersonal. Sounds have nothing against us.
as long as we hear the sounds, we are present.
Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.